Hi, and uh, welcome back to the uh, Dovecast. This is Dove, and this is a little interview with uh, Claudia Rothschild, who's uh, been working up uh, at Purple Passion. She also does a lot of uh, she does latex and is uh, selling, repairing latex up there. So somebody to check out if you have latex, want something custom done. Um, and, uh, well, Hilton's Place is really, really one of the, the two really cool places in New York for, uh, leather and kink. The other being Leatherman over on, uh, Crystal Street, one of my favorites. You have to go to the basement at, uh, Leatherman, but that's a whole nother story. Anyway, uh, we were walking downtown and stopped off at a Starbucks and started talking about everything from art to gangbangs. It's kind of a very, very wide range of material that we uh, covered. Uh, it's, uh, it's a fun conversation. And, you know, um, a lot of fun. I like to, you know, poke a few people out there uh, who've been, I know a few people have been listening, but if, you, if you've got any questions or uh, if you'd like to, you know, find anything about anybody who's being uh, interviewed or if you'd like to hear an interview with somebody or give me some feedback, please feel free to. I mean, actually, it's don't get very much feedback on this except from people when they walk up to me and go like, wow, you know, your interview is fantastic. Wow, I really like that. Wow, I really had a lot of fun listening to it. I'm like, well, uh, I got an email address. It's on the website. You know, if, if any of the uh, interviews are to your liking, uh, leave some feedback, please. Um, also in iTunes, if you want to, please, please, you know, rate them by stars. You know, this all gets back to me uh, eventually. You know, and it, it's nice to know whether or not, you know, anything I'm doing is actually kind of uh, interesting to any of you. Um, other than the, like I said, the random person walks up, which quite a few actually do, but... You know, it's we're, we live in a in a communication age. You know, let's let's uh, let's work on that feedback. Uh, anyway, so yeah, this was a fun little interview to do. Uh, Claudia and I have also we've uh, also talked about, about presenting together and stuff. We've we haven't done any classes together, but been at the same events and stuff. Um, and uh, she's got a really long list of uh, classes that she does and. You know, it's another very good presenter uh, in the presenter circles of uh, our scene, covering a number of areas. Claudia is going to be also one of the uh, presenters also at Rope Camp and uh, other events coming up this summer. So, you know, do look out for her. And, um, hey, let's move on to the podcast. And this is the Dovecast again. And I'm talking to Claudia Rothschild. Yay, I got it right. And <laughs> we just started, we just walked down from Pearl Passion and we've just been doing a really, 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 really long walk and stuff. And um, I've known you for a couple of years now. Like, yeah, uh, probably like seven. Seven years? Seven years. Seven at years, least. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's been a while. And uh, I think I met you at, uh, they met you before or after ShibariCon. I mean, it could have been here at Test in 2004, at ShibariCon in 2005. Hmm. Possibly, possibly, possibly. I, it's been a while, so I don't, I don't remember in that sense. Yeah, it's you know, who's counting, right? 
Exactly. But uh, yeah, so um, yeah, I think uh, let's see. I think we met at uh, the second Shibari Con, actually. Yeah, the second yeah. Shibari Con was my first Shibari Con. Yeah. Ah, memories. Ah, memories. That was back when you were. Uh, Blue hair, Blue hair, latex every day, latex every day right. a pound of makeup. A pound of makeup. <laughs> and then there was you, yes. Yeah. And that was, uh, you were, uh, yeah, and you were also doing modeling for, uh, which sites were you? You were like, were you on insects at the time or who you on? No, I wasn't on insects. In fact, I never modeled for insects. Oh, okay. I worked for Hard Tide and in front of restaurants recently, yeah. like right. two years ago recently. Um, no, I was uh, running this thing called the Property Project. We were touring all over the country, doing burlesque, doing dom instruction, mm -hmm. guerrilla bondage interventions back in 2002, 2003. Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a long while. Yeah, it's amazing how time, time flies when you do that stuff. Because totally. it's, yeah, it's, um, you know, I about how long you know, we, were we were walking over and I was talking about, you know, we were, we were, I was pointing out sections in New York. You know, because I've lived here my entire life, and we're, well, you know, this used to be this, used to, used to be that, right. and it's you don't realize how long, you know, a sh you know, how long two years can be, or even four years, or even eight years, in that sense. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, so I've lived in New York now for almost two years, and mm -hmm. every neighborhood has this really intense shift that it comes, like, almost seasonally. Yeah. Like, it just, everything looks completely different, things open, close, people change. And because everyone's fashion seems to sort of like move in step, it's yeah. like this this neighborhood is is yellow this week. This yeah. neighborhood is blue <laughs> this week. Like, yeah. Yeah, it has it has its moments. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's New York is interesting. I, I I'm doing a lot of traveling lately, so it's kind of interesting seeing the architecture or other places. Like right. you're talking, you you're looking to build buy a building at uh, some point and. Um, I was out in, Ar in uh, Utah, and I was just in Utah. What were you doing in Utah? Utah has a scene. <laughs> okay, my basement has a scene. Well, no, What's no, no, Utah no, 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 no. Like? Hey, don't let Utah. It's a nice place. What, what do I know? Uh, from Utah? No, actually, they have a good goth scene, actually. Yes. So maybe there's there, there's a huge yes, actually. pretty pale goth. Uh, there's also people? the vampire thing out there. There's mm. uh, the chimera, chimera. Sorry, I forget the name of it. It's chimera. A, not chimera. Um, Camarilla. Camarilla, that was the Camarilla. Oh, like LARPing, like yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of vampire. Yeah. Okay. Well, th that's one thing out there. In fact, yeah. uh, my friend out there who who um, runs was the reason I was out there actually uh, does a uh, was a head of uh, Camarilla. Yeah, you know, but in respect, she also does other stuff. But yeah. the point is, she has a she has a, a dungeon, she has a space, and uh, she puts on parties. There's uh, another group out there that also does stuff. The One World by Night, probably. Um, There's Sabat and Camarilla, and like one no, this, of this, this, this is separate. That, that's the goth and the vampire thing. But in terms of the scene, scene there's oh, uh, oh, oh. Uh, there's uh, I think LR3 is out there, uh, Journeyman or JR3, JJ. Uh, this journeyman thing, and then there's some other mm. stuff that's related to it. Uh, her thing, which is also out there. Uh, this is in like SLC, or yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But ba basically, I was talking about this on my last podcast with uh, somebody else, and uh, I mean, ba basically, the way the Mormons seem to treat it is um, in their own home ground, it doesn't exist. So there's no laws against it because that would that would acknowledge that we have sex. Oh, yeah, so it's kind of. But um, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, but it's very underground. It was, you know, when I was asking her to um, how do I advertise it, the response was, well, you could have put up what you know your class list, 
But if anyone really needs to get in touch with us, they know how to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like back in the day, huh? Yeah, basically. basically. Yeah. It's like, you know, going backwards. But it is very, um, it was, you know, a lot, there's, there's a scene out there. It's, it's there. It's underground. Um, you know, it's got its own interesting little peccadillas and stuff. You know, usual politics and stuff. But, yeah. Um, but it's there. And uh, thriving in its own weird kind of way. You know, like it all does. But That's yeah, pretty cool. so I was in Utah and teaching, and uh, you know, it, but it, as my friend pointed out, it's um, the area was founded in eighteen in the eighteen hundreds. That's when the Mormons moved out there. Hmm. So the architecture is really all you like know, very barely not, not even Edward. I mean, there's there's some of the old buildings, you know, the old uh, 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 the old Mormon buildings, you know, like down near. Uh, the center of the town and near the the temple but everything else is sort of like either trying to be um, uh, what's his name uh, from uh, Chicago uh, I always keep forgetting his name uh, Frank Lloyd Wright all trying to be sort of like Pittsburgh yeah Pittsburgh, well Pittsburgh be Talisians in, in, in Chicago so you know uh, Falling Water is just out of Pittsburgh right but his his home base was out of Chicago well and Pittsburgh's gonna clean yes okay <laughs> We are not going to argue. Just kidding. Yeah, I, I, she's another art geek, so which we'll get to. But you know, the, the whole point of it though is that the architecture is these kind of low bungalows, uh, kind of t- you know, kind like of ramble farm, uh, all one level, split level. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Style. With these, with these kind of um, square pillars, very thick square pillars that are sort of not quite obelisk shape, but have that kind of angle to it. So it kind of looks like it's trying to be Frank Lloyd Wright. But without being Frank Lloyd like Wright. Plant, plantation, or yeah, I have to send you some pictures. Interesting. It's very, Interesting. it's very particular area, but it, 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 the look and feel is very much sort of that fifties, uh, forties, fifties kind of ranch modern kind of almost like American Gothic. Without being Gothic, you know. I mean, like the the painting American Gothic with the pitchfork and the no flatter. Water. Yeah, if you can imagine lower. It, it's, Interesting. Yeah. Like, my only visual frame of reference for this is, like, that show Big Love, right? So I keep trying mm. to, like, find the house in Big Love that ma- that matches this. But I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. Did That's you right. watch that show? No. no. It was good. It was good, you know? Uh, okay. Polygamy in a, oh, a semi-positive yes, 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 okay. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Semi-positive at times, like. <laughs> no, no. This, this is... Yeah, it's it's uh, the, the um, just think bungalow. It's everything's like this, you know, one to two story kind of very low bungalow looking building. So the only way to describe them, and then you also have everything that's also kind of like a nineteen uh, you know nineteen fifties you know kind of housing, and then you get up to more modern, but it still has that kind of it almost looks like a like a, a better looking jersey. It's the only way to describe it. <laughs> but low and flat. It's like the buildings are not tall, you know. Yeah. So it, it, it's different, but it's what it is. Um, it's definitely the best part about traveling for the lifestyle or, or being in like connected to mm-hmm. the community is getting to see all these different places and how, how different but similar right. everything yeah, is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, the other thing that was weird about it was altitude. Altitude. Oh, is it very high? Yeah, and then you get into the mountains. God, why do I feel like Salt Lake City is low? No, well, because it, it, if you see picture, pictures of it, it's in the middle of a valley. The uh, valley is, you know, it's yeah. up in the mountains. So how does it compare to like Denver? Uh, it, it comparable to Denver. Yeah. Ba- basically, 
if you have trouble breathing in Denver, you have trouble breathing yeah. in Salt Lake City. I remember like Jim Duvall. Yeah, yeah. Tied me up when we were out there for an NCSF thing. <laughs> like not he too does. long ago. Like he does, yeah. right? Like you do. And um, mm-hmm. and I remember going like, wow, I can only stay up for like 30 minutes instead of like an hour. Yeah. So that must affect their kink. Although, um, if they're used to it, mm-hmm. then they'll come down to lower altitudes and be like Superman with yeah. like their like super long power. Totally. So, yeah. Well, this was actually part of my problem was mm. um, I did take down somebody and I literally almost passed out. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, I got him down and it was basically lying on top of him. But that was basically the only thing that was keeping me, you know, from falling asleep, you know, passing out. It was the fact that I had him stationary. I mean, uh, it was a good wrestle, but and we, you know, here's the thing: at Salt Lake City level, um, you know, I was, I mean, I was there for a number of days, so I was just starting, barely getting acclimated to it. But during the the tussle, which was a lot of fun, um, I got the person down and basically won by basically just sort of holding and lying on them but I was already that much out of breath yeah I, I was already doing the kid from uh, Malcolm in the Middle <gasps> you know <gasps> oh my God. like that I mean I and I'm seeing spots and like if that person had kept fighting I probably would have gotten you know just right. you know gone right over but you guys need like speed ephedrine yeah, or something in your parties <laughs> you know, oxygen yeah I mean, Oxygen, you, know, you know, we went up to, uh, when I first got there, we were wandering around, we went up to the top of the, uh, we went up about an, maybe another thousand feet up the hill to take a photo of the grid pattern of Salt Lake City. Mm. And um, getting out of the car and walking about three paces, I literally almost fell over. Because now we were, you know, Salt Lake City, and then we'd gone up another thousand feet. Yeah. See, what people don't know about Salt Lake City is that grid pattern from afar actually spells out the word red rum. Yeah. No. Well, zero is the temple. Zero is at where the temple is. Um, oh, it's like a... It, mm-hmm. I see. So zero, and then you count outwards on the block. Ah. Yeah, and they have this one big, giant, uh, modern building, which everyone calls the cock and balls. Because when you see it, it's Dubs actually... cock and balls? <laughs> no, no. God, that hashtag is never going to work. Hashtag Dove's cock and balls. Yeah. Um, Mormon cock and balls. No, no. <laughs> Get inside the Mormons, but not yeah. Anyway. Does it have like a special pair of underwear? Well, no. that it has to wear it, every it just, year. It's a very long oblate, you know, oblic, oblus, you know, like square building, mm. you know, oblong building. But it has these two squares at the bottom. It basically, looks like a, mm. a cubistic cock. Well, balls. you know, like the Kaaba in um, Mecca. Mm. You they drape it every year in this fabric, and right. it's this big ceremony. Like which country gets to do it? So maybe they should like design a special pair of underwear for their Mormon cock and balls, and like they can compete between like the LDS and the other factions of Mormonism to like cover this church, and it could be like a big unifying thing. Or maybe they could take the like all the underwear that gets like used up and sew it together in a big quilt. Your real community building. Enterprise. I'm just sitting here chuckling. <laughs> yeah, she's a, she's a, she's an art art person. So anyway, yeah, this, that's my travels. But um, so you've been yeah, you've been doing latex lately. Yeah, I you, have been doing latex. We were lately. just actually we're looking for glue and sticking with stuff for uh, pasties. Pasties, yeah. Yeah. So I just um, I work part time at Purple Passion, which is really fun. It's probably the best job I've ever had in the liking who I'm working with and where I'm working kind of thing Um, and it just sort of came together like people would come in and ask to do 
ask um, if people fix latex, and it's something that I've done, and I, I did a lot of it in undergrad, is like the whole, you know, fine arts degree thing. So it just sort of fell into place. It was really fun. It was cool. Yeah. It's I, a very problem-solving hobby, kind of like bondage. <laughs> and makes you some money at the same time. It does make me some money, but right now I'm just doing it to pay for materials. You know, if more happens, then great. <laughs> yeah, you build a website or something start selling or something. I never want to, I really, I don't really ever want to do that. That takes all the fun out of it for me. It does. What, the reason why it's so interesting to me is because it's this constantly breaking down organic material that can right. never be preserved, is really fragile, anything, sunlight, heat, oil, whatever, everything fucks right. it up. So, um, it's also like the slightest tremor in your hand will fuck it up as it's, as you're cutting it. So right. it takes this infinite patience and skill. And the second I start to really systematize it, it's going to lose all of its like all of its appeal. Kind of, so, you know, so, like so other it's things. not so much work <laughs> as it's an art project. It is. It's art. It, this is a way to fund art because I'm no longer in art school and I no longer have an excuse to do it. <laughs> That's really, really like where it is right now. This makes sense. I, I, I like the idea. <laughs> I, I sometimes think that's where Check I back am. with me. Yeah, this could change tomorrow. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, I, I think I'm sometimes in the same boat with uh, my photography and my other stuff because yeah. it's, you know, you do any kind of art and unless you're either a good salesman or a marketer, yeah. you know, it, it is in some ways its own self-masturbation. Oh, know, it is. The joy it you get It really is. But also, for me at least, I have kind of like a like a five year, ooh shiny. Like, so, you know, I can, I'm, I'm kind of like over my love affair with bondage in a lot of ways. Like okay. it'll always be a huge part of my life or my sex life or whatever, but I don't, my whole life used to revolve around right. in this like really intense way. It doesn't anymore. Um, and right now latex, ooh shiny. Ooh shiny. And really ooh shiny because of the silicone and the luby lubeness. So basically, it's sort of you know its own masturbation. You keep rubbing the <laughs> just just rub the loop. Yeah, just but rub. you know sometimes like you like to masturbate face down. Sometimes yeah. you like to masturbate looking at porn. Sometimes you like to masturbate watching SVU. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's that's I, I draw the limit of that. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I don't like SVU. I do not like SVU. Why? You don't like Mariska Hargitay? Okay, the actors are fine. I, I just, I don't like the scripts. I find, wait. There's a lot of really hot rape in that show. I'm sorry, it's true. Yeah. Pretty sexy. But it's, don't judge me. Yeah, it's okay. I didn't <laughs> tell you what I watch, but it, it, it's more, um, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm watching this, and it's like it's a, it's the same story. I mean, it's, yeah, you know, and that's the biggest problem. It's like the same writing. It's like I actually started watching the British one because I'm like, wow, they actually have writing on the show. You know, but it's like okay, so Jeremy Irons was on two episodes, and Jeremy Irons is like the impossible dreamboat of sexy. Okay. Jeremy Irons, okay, anything. That, that's just you're watching it for Jeremy Irons forget about SVU yeah. you know well I mean he's not the only one but I'm using this as yeah. an example I know. so he's that's on there that's and he's talking about being a sex addict right. who may or may not have gotten drunk and raped his small, like his daughter when she was a teenager and it's like like well, you no. Schwing, Jeremy Irons and of course this is like pulled over from Lolita when he played Humbert, Humbert in Lolita and so it's like yes sign me up yeah, yeah. check or what was it? What's the series he was originally in on? Uh, on um, oh god, years ago. Not oh god, Wallace. I don't even know about this. What is this? Oh, you don't the thing that got him famous originally? The TV series. That was, it, it was. Um, oh, is uh, it going to be one of those like General Hospital? No, things? no, 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 no. This was this was on. Um, it was Masterpiece Theater. Huh. And um, 
Oh god, I'm thinking Flambards, which was another great series, but it wasn't Flambards. It was uh, German Irons in. Um, oh god, I cannot believe I can't remember the name of it. Um, uh, let's see if they got internet here. We'll, we'll find it. But they should have internet here. See the nice thing about about MP3, you know, tape is forever. Right. So let me just wire in wireless, and I got to check and find it. No, you, there's this incredible series where he basically plays a uh, a gay uh, uh, oh my God. British aristocrat. Oh, why do I not know about this? What the it fuck? It was like the first thing that brought him to attention of America. And I am I'm, shaking I'm, my head in just utter, utter, utter. I, am, I don't even have a word. I am so in shock here. I keep thinking Lombard. Lombard was another series I really loved with airplanes. I cannot remember the name of this thing. Ah, we're on. He's in the Borgias now. Yes, as, and but that, as the uh, Cardinal. Yeah, and he's um really like that show is really boring so far. Two episodes <laughs> into it, and um I'm still gonna watch it. I don't really give a shit because it's him. Well, yeah. and he's hot. And he's playing some like weird. They're playing Pope Alexander as this really like like religious, mm-hmm. seriously religious zealot, right. which I don't buy. <laughs> um, I don't buy from the history. And I don't buy him doing it. Well, but I mean, he fucks a lot of young girls, so that's that's cool with me. Jeremy Irons, I R O S. I really can't believe that I'm I'm actually blanking on this guy. I really can't believe I haven't seen him be like a sexy gay aristocrat. Oh God, it's IMDb. I can't believe that you. Don't know. I know. That this right. is like, and this is what made him famous. You know, how could you not? You know what? You do have a few years on me, Dev. Okay, even so. <laughs> um, mission. Oh, we're almost there. Um, trail. Brightside Revisited. That was in 1981. Yeah, I wasn't born yet. It's on tape. Just saying. You need to watch it. That's all I have to say. I'm totally going to watch that. I'm yeah. going to see if it's on Netflix, actually. It probably is. It, 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 basically, you will you won't stop masturbating. So what else will be different? <laughs> the target. I mean, lately, though, yeah. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. I've never experienced, like, the spring has sprung thing before. But, like, pretty much for the past three weeks, solid, maybe a month. Mm-hmm. I, like, really, ever since Valentine's Day, I just cannot... I can't go like 10 minutes, like everything. I should just walk around with like Ben Wobbles in my tent all the time. I, I really, like it's, it's the last couple of weeks especially has become, it's become a problem. Like in that I'm an alcoholic, hello my name right. is Claudia and I need to stop having sex for like So the, in other words, the only reason you're not rubbing against my leg right now is <laughs> pure accident or something. Pure accident. Probably right. Yeah. Uh, fatigue from all that walking. <laughs> you know. Safe. Uh, this is how I get myself in trouble. What can I say? Yeah. But anyway. No, but it's crazy. Like I really don't even understand. Is it? Am I? Is it because I'm eating stricter, like being healthier, like? Very possible. I don't know. I don't know. If I mean, a season, b it's seasonal. You know, in general. Mm-hmm. Um, when was your period? When was my last period? Um, it, it didn't affect it. What's it, like it? That's not what I mean. So maybe like five days ago. What, you had your period five years ago? Five days ago? I oh, five said. days ago. Oh, no, but I mean like, so this it was before it 
didn't slow down during and it well, stayed after. <laughs> you know, because usually women usually get uh, hornier right before. Yeah. The so this five isn't... days from three or four days from now, I'll be I like should. the most. Right. But oh. the yeah, I can only imagine. And then I'll remind everybody, I'm not even thirty yet. So when women are supposed to be in their like little mm-hmm. like crazy, be- what the fuck is that going to look like for me? Like really, is it actually going to change, or is so it? So you'd be arranging be a lot of gangbangs because that's different from my normal how. In fact, I was actually just saying this the other day. That might be the thing I miss the most about hanging out with Danielle, is that the gangbangs. Yeah, I mean, we really had a system down. We did. We had a system where, like, I would be on the bottom and she would warm up everybody and vet them and like line them up. Did you never see this in action? I never. I was unfortunately never at this. Wow. You never. You guys never invited me. I'm sorry. No, they were always at events. But I, mean, I missed him. Nobody, I said nobody invited that's me. That's incredible. That's incredible. I, I've always joked that I'm the guy who, who, like, everyone goes, but weren't you there? And I'm like, no, you didn't invite me. I'm like, oh. That's so funny. <laughs> no, but yeah, we really, we had a system. It, we got to the point where we were really, like, we were promoting our doing this. Right. As a, as a, um, as like a headline attraction or like something to be auctioned off for the NCSF or charity or whatever. We did really well with it. Right. And I got it. It's, I don't, I don't want to be too woo-woo all of a sudden here, but like there is a spiritual thing about being that fucked for that long, right? So I've noticed. One to two hours, like you just go non-verbal, totally feral, like on another planet, like, uh, <laughs> right. and I miss it. I, I feel like I might have like uh, needs at least three needs to be the bottom of a train at least three times a year quota mm-hmm. that I am sorely behind on. So that might have to change, and I don't really know how to go about doing that because I'm not really going to very many events this year. Maybe rope camp. That's like one. Well, you, you need somebody who can arrange it for you, or something. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, I can't be bothered. <clears throat> well, I, yeah, I've noticed this a lot. Of, most, most people I know who, who do gangbangs, the girls are usually like, "No, you do it for me." You know, it's. I, I don't think I know of any. It's like I'm doing all the heavy lifting. Right. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> heavy lifting, heavy, heavy slamming. The you know. Yeah, you know. yeah exactly. You know, you're, you're, you're. But we did. We had this system done that was mm-hmm. just brilliant. Like we'd get comfortable. Mm-hmm. We'd have a Hitachi in one hand. Right. Laying there, keeping keep it in the game while things right. were moving along, and you know one of us would be on our knees getting fluffing and like like checking out, making sure the hygiene and the the health is in order, and right. making sure the condom is on properly, and and then we would go and we would take to, after about three or four people we would switch positions, right. like so she would be down and I would be up, and it was really I miss it. The last one was probably in Austin. Okay. Was that the, was that Austin rope thing or whatever? Or? I don't think they do ARS anymore. It was um, Gwyn, the Gwyn Bash. You don't know the Gwyn Bash. Gwyn group with no name. Oh, okay. I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. It was fun, actually. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so um, Love Bites live there. Yes. So they were there, I but Femcar randomly shows up at this party. It's like you never know when a Femcar is gonna enter the room, right? Yeah. So we just did this like crazy, like on another planet gangbang. Love bites are doing their like beautiful, like Beauty, yeah. you know. I love and, her. She's fantastic. Yeah, there there are lots of fun. Yeah. Um, and in walks Femcar out of nowhere, just like you know, last hour or whatever of the party with right. um the doctor guy. Yeah. Whoever her partner I met is the doctor. doctor. He strings her up by her ankles. And 
jabs this huge gouge out of her femoral artery, and she is hanging upside down like a butcher. Right. Like, and everyone at this party freaks out like in unison it's incredible and he has his thumb like that's literally how big the hole in her artery is it's like the size of the the surface of his thumb he's plugging up the hole letting it go and the blood is flowing everywhere so like love bites and me and danielle are all trying to convince the um the dms that this is okay right like no 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 he's a surgeon and this is femcar this is just sort of what they do i'm on the phone with greg from dio laughing about all of this and he's like oh god this is just you just have to ignore them that's the only way to make this go away and i'm like so then the dm starts giving me attitude because i'm like a little girl what the fuck do i know standing in his way trying to vouch for fucking femcar, right? So that was like the most hilarious thing ever. But that was the last time I had a gang. <laughs> Should we keep this part? Yeah. Okay. It's All a right. public party. All right, just saying. I, I, you know, it's things I wanted to know. That's why I went, yeah. So. Oh, please, femcar. She'll love publicity. Oh, I know. I, know. But, you know, I, don't, I don't know. People, you know, it's a kind of thing. I love femcar. I love femcar. I think she's really cool or something. She's she's a very interesting character. I've, I've had many talks with her, and I enjoy her insanity. I'm always humored by how people have issues with her insanity. I know. And it's like, if you're not hey, if you're not related with her, who cares? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't understand it. I I think if you really don't like her or what she does, or think that she's a liability to you or the rest of the community or whatever, the thing that certainly won't help your position is raising a stink about it because she wants you to right right she wants you to love her or hate her like what she doesn't want is for you to ignore her so you should just ignore her if you don't like her and that's it right she does well well i think it's also uh, but i love her i think it's one of the humors of our scene in that we on one hand laud you know extreme players yet on the other hand you know only if a it fits our bill or b we understand it or we don't find the person annoying or how about the fact that like okay i will say this if like the tops that are involved in her like excising of skin like femcar kebabs or whatever like (laughs) they didn't do they didn't do it was just cracklings they didn't do kebabs they did do they did fem kebabs they they only was only cracklings no they did risotto the first time and then they did fem kebabs i was there i saw it i I, okay Um, i will shut up keep going But, um, like, Scott Smith, they don't give Scott shit mm-hmm. for, like, cutting out a piece of her, whatever. They don't. Right. They give her shit. It's her who's doing this. Right. But, like, you know, if, if a Dom, sure. if a Dom does this crazy stuff, he's in control, so obviously, right. like, the edgier the better. But, like, if a son, oh, she's going to kill herself and it's going <laughs> to rain down fire upon us right. and blah, 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 blah. It's going to be biblical. Like, I don't understand this. I, I just don't. And I'm not going to make it a gender thing because it isn't. It's really like a who is in control, who is doing what to us in a non-consensual way. Like, remember when they freaked out because she was walking down the hallway with, like, the piercings? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, dressed up like a chicken? It's like, ah, come on. We all do it. Yeah, but it, it, it's... It really comes down, I think, who do we consider annoying? I mean, you think about, you know, you look at somebody, uh, any number of players, you know, who do some extreme stuff, and because they are liked, you know, they, they, they have that personality, charisma, whatever, uh, they can get away with murder. But then you, well, not quite murder, 
you know, they can get, they can do whatever they want. Then you go to um, her, and she's got the reputation at this point where it's not so much um, that she's doing anything unusual in me. It's, it's oh, it's her again, you know. And it's more an annoyance with the person, not with what she's doing. And you know, the 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 whole uh, eating you thing, which I found really funny, was just the element that it's coming from her. It's you know stuff that's a byproduct of her own plastic surgery and you don't have to you don't have to partake of it if you don't want you know it's not you know she's not shoving it in anyone's mouth well I think the first time that they did with the risotto I think that's why people had a big problem with it was because they they had a, like a sign out or something that said like risotto help yourself and they didn't <laughs> warn you what was in it okay, that until might be like a problem. after but still like okay. whatever the crap that we put on our food in this country Please. True, but I mean that at least I, I okay that that yes that would be I have issues with that. But once you get past yeah. that, it, it, yeah, again, it's it's like it's not something that's going to kill you. I mean, I, I'm I'm stunned by some of the stuff that we do that, you know, like I, I, I rail against a lot of bullshit regards to uh, whips. Uh, there's a lot of apocryphal information. Whips will kill you, yeah. break you, you know. And the reason is whips, foggers, you know, yeah, not gonna, it's not gonna do it. I mean, right. you, you'd literally have to turn around, pick, take the handle of the whip, and beat somebody to death with it before you're actually gonna hurt anybody. Yeah. Really hurt. Yeah, but also it's like, okay, you can whip an animal, why can't you whip a human? Or vice versa. Really? Like, if you wouldn't whip a human, why wouldn't you whip an animal? It, it, that's not even the issue. It, it's. The apocryphal information is based on, I, I always use the word, uh, the term, you ever heard of uh, Plato logic? Plato is Greek, Savlaki is Greek, therefore Plato is Savlaki. Oh, you mean like a faulty syllogism? Totally. And, <laughs> but, we, but we do this throughout, we do this throughout the scene. You know, we look at the fact, um, okay, the tip of a whip is moving in excess of the sound barrier. Well, uh, okay. a, a hurricane can throw a, a straw through a tree, therefore I can take this, you know, because this, the thread is moving at so many hundreds of miles an hour, if I hit you with it, it's going to rip you wide open. Well, there's one little problem. It's a piece of thread with no mass to it. So, and, and it's never, it, it only breaks the sound barrier at the crack, and only one very small portion of it is ever moving that fast, and it's not going to do the damage to you. You actually have to there's a trick to open somebody up to actually break skin with a whip that has nothing to do with cracking the whip on the skin cracking the whip on the skin just makes the person go ow also it's like then why the fuck doesn't this happen more often like well, that's really the question right it's like why aren't there a bunch of people that have like surprise gaping wound well but it, it, <laughs> and this is exactly what I'm saying I mean the point is, it's but we apply this logic. It was like somebody uh, back when I got in the scene originally uh, had this thing about breast bondage. Breast bondage was bad because, and if you read their uh, the article they wrote, which NCSF actually used to have on their website at one point. Really? Uh, yes. Oh my yeah. God. Susan uh, Susan used to push this. And really? Yes. And oh, um, Susan. I love I, lo Susan. I love her totally, but. It was basically, this was what I, I was one of the early 90s, uh, late 90s um, uh, research things that really weren't research, where basically somebody had read stuff on, uh, uh, was it, uh, breast reduction surgery. So there were things in it like um, uh, a, a ga gas gangrene would form. Well, yes. If you're talking about you know breast reduction surgery where 
you've removed the nipple and you've reattached it and you don't have to wait for veins to regrow and if they don't grow fast enough the nipple will die yes okay but when you're tying, you know, you're, you're tying off somebody's breast for what twenty minutes, right? Maybe even an hour maximum. You're, you know, all that's going to happen is blood flows back in, and you can't really cut off full circulation anyway, unless you actually have a rigid object in there. Right. Well, so, it's like people that freaked out about harness syndrome. Mm, yeah. Remember a couple years ago, oh, yeah, and it's yeah, sort yeah. of like, okay, there are these guidelines for this thing. Yeah. That actually they develop these guidelines that they can help what we do with it right. because it's similar enough to these things that other people do with it. Yet all here, all people hear is that there is this harness syndrome thing that you can right. have, and not that like, oh gee, there are all these professions and other applications for harnesses that are, that clearly indicate that it's safe most of the time, right. except when you right. do it in this asshole way. Like you spent you spend too much time upside down. You keep your your limb rigid when you're in the harness, mm-hmm. or like your legs are above your head for too long. Blah 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 blah. But again, this this goes back to the you know, the you know Plato logic, which right. is you know I read somewhere right. and people you know get freaked out about. But you know I mean this this is this is the silliness of it. Right. I mean it, it it's. Um, uh, I think it's one of the problems I see in the scene, and um, you know we. we we know too much, and yet we don't actually understand how it applies to what we're doing. Right, because it's a very it's amateur knowledge, right? right? There's no like professional standards or like no. training course that's legit. Uh, Nor should there be. What was funny, Mortis, uh, back when uh, he started Shabarga, I think it was like maybe third year, third or fourth year. Uh, there's a, actually a professional rigging. Uh, oh right, thing. I remember. This. Yes, I yes. remember this. In uh, Chicago, right, and right, right. It, it, it's a it is a uh, course, a certificate course for professional Rigger. commercial right. riggers, i.e., for film, stadium, etc. Yeah. And I got fly crew certified. Okay, well, the same sort of thing. And but the thing is, this this is like he took it and he figuring, oh, I'll learn all the stuff that I can use for what we do, and he came back with, yeah, it was like, he said, well, there's maybe one-eighth of a percent that is even remotely applicable, the rest right. has nothing to do with it, because it has to do with, how do I lift a, how do I lift a piano 600 feet over the right. stage, and not drop it on people who are dancing? There's some good, like, hardware and, like, installation, sure. or, like that sort of applications or like if you really want to get fun with it you could go work for like the Peter Pan crew and like make <laughs> someone fly across the room right right, right. well but the, again that's that's the kind of thing if you want if you want to do something where you're flying somebody or overhead or, human weight rigging sure uh, you know what we more take from rigging isn't the rigging lessons in those areas but more the uh, hardware you know it's mm-hmm. you know right. I use my beaners I'll use uh, rated hardware right. for things because everything else is ergodynamics <coughs> and body dynamics right. and muscle memory yeah. and I mean I was doing a class and when I did the class in Utah uh, one of the classes was suspension mm-hmm. and which I thought was a real great success I mean you know congratulations to my students uh, because <laughs> no, they're really cool um, uh, we ended up, they ended up playing uh, a suspended chicken Two of the groups put up two oh, people cool. and they were like attacking each other. Yeah, yeah. And this is a beginning class. I'm like, hey. But um, we were, you know, we we're dealing with the, the, what we're doing. And I pointed out that nothing we're doing here really involves that much in terms of dynamics. You know, you're, you're basically, if you're swinging, that's one thing. You're not really dropping anyone. The gentleman yeah, who yeah. actually does the regular class up there, uh, Nick, 
does, you know, he'll draw people, but he knows how to do it. He's actually an engineer, you know, kind of character. Sure. So, you know, it, it's a matter of what your skill level is at. And right. for the most part, most majority of what you're doing suspension, uh, Japanese style suspension, is uh, static, spinning, um, some up and down movement, but you're not dropping somebody. There's very little drop, you know, you're not dropping somebody five feet. Okay, and, and then there's you. With the yeah. obvious exception. I mean, there's always, but the, the majority point. Yeah, there. sure, okay. of course. And, and that's the big difference. I mean... Self-bondage has a little bit more. True.